Shigaraki still seems unbeatable, even though Deku has joined the battle. Class 1A is being brought into the fray. Midnight is in danger, and so much more happened in this episode. Season 6 is continuing to be amazing for My Hero Academia. Welcome to the Class 1A Podcast. My name is Andrew, and I have James Graham and Dylan Beal with me today to talk about everything that's happening. Boys, I mean, Season 6 is one of the top four animes of the season in a stacked season of anime. You guys don't believe that's deserved? Are you guys enjoying this as much as I am? 100%. It's good. It's never not good. It rocks. I checked the rankings the other day, and I think it was number three, which, like, for something that's in its sixth season to, like, be that high up, that's insane, right? Yeah, I'm not, especially I'm not mad about that. in a season where, yeah, Bleach is back, um, there's brand new shows launching, all that kind of stuff. This season has been phenomenal. So, being you know, a My Hero Academia podcast, there's never been a better time to do that. But let's actually get to the podcast, probably not spend too much time up front. So I'm going to do a very quick recap, then we can talk about all the points we want to go through. But this is going to be a shorter recap, because a lot of this was action, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Over on the Shigaraki front, pretty much Deku and Bakugo end up joining the battle, after a whole bunch of Nomu are able to join and hold off the rest of the heroes. Because now we see that Shigaraki has full control of his decay, so he was not only able to not destroy the Nomu, also uses new quirks to activate them as well, leading to a full-out battle on the field, with everyone outside of the battlefield still having no idea what's going on there. During the battle, not too much is kind of going on, but we do see that Shigaraki is starting to act up a little bit, very much focused on obtaining all for one and one for all. We don't know if that's of his own will or not. That's something we're going to talk about here in a bit, but there definitely seems to be going on after Shigaraki's kind of operation, which is going to be super interesting. Azawa has some flashbacks, really cool moment there. But that's pretty much everything that happened over there. The fighting's just getting going, but Deku and Baku are now part of it. And that'll probably be going on for the next three months. That's how My Hero Academia works with fighting. Back on the other side, at the kind of the hotel front, we pretty much have Mount Lady continuing to fight Gideon, but then Makia is now up and starting to run directly towards Shigaraki with the League of Villains on his back. Pretty much no one is able to stop him. Um, Midnight gets involved. Mount Lady tries to physically hold him back. But a lot of that is all failed. And eventually Midnight calls to the rest of Class 1A, specifically to Momo, to uh, put together anti—I mean sedatives to pretty much take him out. And that they're all up to her now. And we kind of see Midnight in danger with a group of villains coming up on her, but not exactly sure what's happening. So obviously, a lot more little moments that happen throughout the episode, but that's pretty much a quick summary of the two fronts of the battle going on right now. But overall, are we happy to see more action-centric episodes? I mean, I feel like a lot of the last five have pretty much been a lot of lore and action, and now we're going to start getting pure into action. Are you guys ready for all the action? Or do you have you been kind of enjoying the 50-50 mix that we've been getting? Well, I'm like a, I don't know, I'm a big lore guy, so I just like whenever they just dump lore on me, but I don't know, I am I think I'm ready for the action, especially since we're coming off of the heels of like a mini kind of training arc for like Deku and Bakugo and Shoto, so like I, w I want to see the culmination of that, like really an action against serious villains, so bring it on, I'm ready for the action. Yeah, and I think just like uh, from a bit more of a like a production standpoint, where they does seem like they're investing so heavily in animation this time around, it's like, I mean, it is a sketchy line to walk if you do have very action-soaked episodes, but they're like, the animation's kind of shit, and you can tell they're like saving the budget here and there and stuff like that, um, which it doesn't feel like. Like, every episode consists, like, I've said this literally every episode, 
animation is sick it still continues to be sick i literally talked about it while i was watching it today about endeavor just like shooting out the phoenix wings like it looks incredible so more action-based episodes are more than welcome given the current state of how they're uh producing it this is a super small thing about the animation style i love how black whip looks in animation like it's not something we've seen used a ton but just seeing how it was used in the battle and just the actual style of it i love how it looks because it definitely doesn't look like a lot of other powers in the show it kind of looks more like this vistage realm and that's how it appears as the actual power too so very small thing but i love seeing black whip being mm -hmm. used and i hope we see a lot more of it coming up but um any other i know we have a couple of topics coming up but there's any other small moments you guys kind of want to call out super quickly that we might not hit our next couple of points or you want to jump right into the kind of meat of the stuff I think I'm good to jump right in. Yeah, I, like, like, I just yeah, want to yeah. leave it because I Wait, want to make sure we hit everything we want to, Dylan. There, there is one moment. Um, I want to talk about very specifically, um, the the scene with Shigaraki fighting Endeavor, him doing like the 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 pose, like to taunt him. Oh uh, yes. Come on. Okay, first of all, doing him insanely dirty there, but like insanely cool scene. Oh, uh, just insanely cocky. Like, I, I don't remember <laughs> if that was in the manga or not, but that was definitely it. it wasn't yeah, it, it was. But like I remember when I saw it here, I'm like, "Fuck, that's a good moment." And the, yeah. he's like, "Was it this hand or that hand?" Like, I, it's, it's one of my perfect. favorite moments in the entire series. Yeah. So kind of seeing it mocked like that not only is scary, but just it's a really cool callback. So I love that. Just going down the rabbit hole very slightly, like I think it really speaks to Shigaraki's evolution as a villain, very much keeping his roots of being like again this brooding kind of like gamer sort of thing, but also like becoming absolutely unstoppable and having this nice really nice blend of the two where he is afforded to be that cocky kind of self right super into it it's very nice well i i think you're totally right there because he went from like very not confident like in the way that he operated like even just like his mannerisms right of always like scratching whatever he was very like tense and not confident in his himself and now that he is he's just like 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 he's not even giving people the time of day to like remember their most iconic moments right yeah, yeah, and I mean, it. even like, and he was gonna shit beat out on this episode. Like, he doesn't look like he's taking any damage, but Endeavor was just full force blasting him, and he was just smiling the whole time, like whatever. And then like, ow, that like, you know, I think he literally even said, "Ow, that hurt," like in kind of a more sarcastic kind of manner. So I really like how Shigaraki's going. Um, I know it wasn't originally on our list, but let's actually kind of go into more about Shigaraki. So I think the one thing that we kind of saw a tease of last episode were these red bursts on the screen with um all for one I and mean, one for all being said over and over again all for one and now we start to see that it's a little bit of one for all for one i got well saying both those in the same sentence is always so hard all for one's kind of overwhelming personality kind of playing a little bit into the will of shikaraki's as well do we think this is something that's going to be played into a lot more or we kind of saw shikaraki saying no this is my own will and now that's just going to be how it is going forward I always like kind of saw it like the like what it reminded me of is because we just got it the other episode of like the way that the vestiges kind of communicate with Deku, right? Of like we know that vestiges exist um for Deku, and we know that vestiges can exist even if the person's still alive, because like All Might is in there in some way. So like yeah, I think I think like Shrek has a line too of like his presence is just so strong here, which for him it makes sense. Like uh, any of the heroes that are vestiges, right? It makes sense that they're like not pushing themselves through over to Deku, but like maybe that is a possibility, right? Like 
maybe is a possibility of like um if there was a strong personality they can kind of overwhelm deku's own maybe that's what we're seeing here but like because it's coming from all for one obviously his selfishness is overriding that a little bit yeah it's overriding it to the point where it's causing like actual like skin splitting on shigaraki which i think really speaks to both the presence that all for one has and how much how much presence he has in in shigaraki you know what i mean because mm-hmm. we did talk about or like i think it was last episode or the episode before that where kind of the doctor said how shigaraki has the actual all for one he has that yeah. like that he's got the real quirk so i'm thinking that because he has the actual version and it's like maybe it's like because he's the first one down like you know the the bond is still very very strong like that could be that could kind of be a thing too like there is there's a whole lot of things we could headcanon here but um it, it's it's pretty crazy how they they're implementing the two sides and making them almost like mirror each other and like the the more i think about it like is what we saw like three episodes ago of shigaraki through like kind of like thinking through that like crumbling area is that the same as like the vestige area that we saw Deku mm. kind of go in? Is, is that the same, but like the the alternative, right? Because like if one for all has like a little like realm, I don't know, if, I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, like yeah, a vestige realm. Vestige uh, realm yeah. Does does all for one also have that the the power, not the person? Like is is there is that the equivalent that we saw there? And like is is that that all for one like literally a vestige? Or I mean, it didn't look quite right, but uh, there, I think there, there, there might be something there. We also haven't have uh, haven't like hammered through uh, like all for one holders. You know what I mean? Like it's gone like one to the next, and that's yeah, yeah. So we don't like yeah, we don't really know if it holds the same state. I think it'd be pretty sick if it did because you know again, it just shows the two parallels of like the you know the two brothers and everything like that, right? Well, and the well, man's only completely... been awake for like twenty five minutes too. They like, gotta think like. One for all has been decades, or yeah, I don't know how long actually it has been, but like at this point, like Shigaraki probably woke up maybe I would say maybe ten minutes ago, like yeah. at most, and now we're starting yeah. to click in with them. So I don't think we've seen the last of it either, because I think as he's waking up, kind of like how the Nomus wake up, they get to full power. I think maybe all for one is still kind of waking up, so I don't think this is the end of of seeing it, but I think maybe at some point during this arc we could see more information about that vestige state. Or some kind of like that, because all that background is still being kind of developed as Shigaraki's waking up. I I don't think it's like Nomu. I think it is like one for one Nomu, because like they call him out and just say like he is like essentially the perfect Nomu, right? Yeah. Like Shigaraki is the encapsulation of what that was all building up to. So like I think for sure exactly what you said of like he actually will just need wake up time. Yeah, yeah. So need some more time in the oven. It'll be phenomenal. I'm loving seeing that. I think, obviously, now that Deku and Baku are in part of the fight, that'll obviously kind of be the main part, with Endeavor being on the side, which I really like kind of seeing those three fighting together. Um, all of the movement stuff seemed really great choreography this time. But let's move not over. Only those, oh, just really quick, not only that, but Izawa's also been a huge focal point of this yeah. of this whole battle. And my man stays strapped. He was ready for Shigaraki just to come at him, dude. I, like, I... I, I totally forgot this happens but the man the man has a blade on him at all times did not did not remember that i I actually have a question about his setup so manual the normal hero god's here we love him here um but rock lock here's here's the theory i have on like why rock lock is there specifically i like to imagine that like because aizawa's like kind of hurt 
he has locked his legs so he can kind of stand on his own. That's my head cannon on like what he's doing there. Um, it'd be really cool if they showed it. But I thought you were going to say that they locked his eyelids open so that he couldn't blink if you wanted. But... That would also be wild. I that like that be... too because it's a combination of the two. Like, like obviously, Zab was going to try and fight through it, but like, yeah, between yeah. him and Manuel, I like that. that. That's I don't it. think that's so be- because no, because they said I can't close my eyelids, which means he could if he wanted to but I, I i think there's something there and maybe we'll see more of it i have we haven't really seen aizawa move much at all mm-hmm. and obviously yeah, like you said he's been a full focal point aizawa's not done with this because as long as shigaraki's weekend aizawa has to be there which means one of the two yeah. has to kind of get so i think we'll yeah. see more of that kind of coming up but that's kind of i think that's a lot of the big point on the shigaraki side and kind of that whole the jaku fight i'm just going to move over to the front where there's a couple things happening over there but i think the first one is we are going to have a new segment on the show, James. Is that right? Yeah, man. Yeah, because we've talked about it like every every other episode, and it's got to be its own segment. Uh, we had previously Keeping Up with the Todorokis, and now we have What's with Dobby? What's with Dobby? Because every goddamn episode, this guy is just off scheming, bringing people with him for no goddamn reason. He he obviously has a game plan, but like there has just been like breadcrumb after breadcrumb of like his own intentions towards something. And like Dobby's basically like the best kept secret, I think, at this point of like what his intentions are. There's so much shit going on elsewhere that you're just like trying to extrapolate the information that you're given. And I like I mean, maybe my critical thinking skills aren't the best, but I, I can't come up with like a good idea of like why he needs uh what's his face freaking um skeptic skeptic Skeptic, yeah like again why he knows hawks's name like there's just a bunch of random stuff that we we have no idea where it's going yeah so i i mean like the lead that we have here is that he specifically grabbed skeptic and brought him along with them on makia which we know makia is heading towards shigaraki so it's like okay what 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 do we need to do that we need skeptic and we also need to get to shigaraki um i have no idea is he going to power shigaraki up somehow like is there is there some sort of connection there which i i still think that he is the secret agent of uh, all for one uh which that would make a lot of sense here but yeah it's again like it, there's just there's like enough but there's like not enough to grasp it and like come up with like a like a cognitive idea like obviously skeptic and like information plus shigaraki plus really fast like those are like you know that's kind of what we're working with right now yeah it'll it'll be interesting it's just yeah it's crazy that it feels like the last couple seasons dobby hasn't been around now i i'm going to make it assumption that he's probably the second or third most viewed character this season so far i think that's going to start changing as shigaraki and deku becomes more into the fight but i think up through at least the end of season five episode five that he was probably like right behind like Mirko and Endeavor for the most amount of screen time um for the entire season so far, which which is crazy because we've never known anything about him. So Yeah, I, I think it'll be we love Dobby. Yeah. It's just that uh, he's the he's the villain equivalent of uh, Bakugo, I think. Like like him. Yeah. It it'll be really curious to see. Like I feel like there's a lot of open things still. We're about six episodes in. And I think a lot of people are assuming that there's gonna be at least another arc or two after this, which probably means gonna hit about the 13 episode mark with this arc so we have about seven more episodes to wrap up whatever dobby's doing to wrap up this shigaraki fight and how we get out of this um and then I, and walk around whatever happens to machi like there's a lot of things going on so 
I'll I'll be curious if we keep getting these kind of very split up episodes where it's kind of one two, or if we're just gonna start getting okay, this is Dobby's episode, this is Makia's episode, this is Shigaraki's episode to start wrapping up some of these things, and it's all happening at the same time. So I don't know. Feels like a lot's going on, um, and not a lot of things are coming to a conclusion, which I'm okay with. But seeing how they pull it off, because we do only have so many episodes left. Yeah, it very quickly becomes like a meta discussion of like, okay, we have X amount of time. How do we close up X amount of plot points? You know what I mean? Like, but I'm happy. Like, like, going yeah. into last season, it was very clear what arcs were going to be. Like, everyone said, this arc, this arc, this arc is going to be in it. It's a lot mm-hmm. more open this season. I'm um, kind of for the meta perspective. Like, we think there might be one or two more, but this could go on for 15 episodes and they start another arc. Like, we have no idea where this is going to go. So I could be wrong and we could have 10 more episodes of this. So I think that's kind of the exciting yeah. part about this is that they're doing it right. And however many episodes they think to do it right is what they're going to take, it feels like, which is the best way to do any kind of anime out there. That's so. Yeah, I, I just, I really want to drive that point home. It's they're doing what feels right. And they're doing that, like, exceptionally. Because I I think they had to. I think they really had to after after last season. Like, I think, like, again, we rarely, I think we rarely try and shit on the anime as a whole but like we were we were in kind of a dip last season right so and this has just been nothing but like straight up the entire time yeah so i think the one last kind of general thing that happened on this side that we need to talk to is we can kind of loop these into the one i'll let you guys kind of go with everyone you want to but obviously class 1a is now being brought in and a little bit of class 1b as well being brought in pretty much they're now in charge of taking down machia and that kind of includes part of the league of villains at least right of now and then also midnight's in a lot of danger and what do we think is going to happen there i mean i think we know what's going to happen no one ever dies to my hero academia but still do we want to talk about they're changing a lot this season do we think things are going to change there so whichever one you guys want to lead with go ahead okay i want to talk about this why okay what part about making the anesthetic anesthetic is that right is that right pronunciation yeah anesthetic yeah yeah why is that against the law uh, mm, that's because I, I, I saw that line unlicensed and it was like, drugs it's not a controlled substance so there's no like well hero fda equivalent you know what i mean yeah, like, but you can't just it's like making a shit ton of like cough syrup you can't just do that like you have to like it has to be tracked you have to be of age can't. at least in the united states no you have no, to be of age yeah. in the united states to buy it like it's somewhat well, because you can glean at a cough syrup, and that's why that's why they that's why we well, do kill that. someone with, the, with, <laughs> with like uh, the antiseptic or whatever sedative. Wait, so okay, if that, okay, just just follow me here. Just follow okay, me. Right, yeah. me. If if midnight is so concerned over making this that saying that's illegal, but we need to do it anyway. Momo's just allowed to just make a cannon, and that's totally fine and not illegal. I wonder, yeah, that's actually a really good question because we start really questioning like the actual legality of this universe because things are not, especially in Japan, enough. too. That's so much more against weapons than like something like the United States. United States, yeah. no one would bat an eye at a gun being made, but in, in Japan, where it's all very highly controlled, a cannon is probably one of the more deadly things possible in Japan. Go. Like, 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 like that. I like. Obviously, this is is, is just silly. But like, I, I just want to know why there specifically she wanted to call out this was illegal. Because like, if if they were in a small fight of like, hey, we're just in a city and there's one villain, 
I totally get it. But like the point that we're at, why? Why? Why talk about it? Is someone going to arrest her afterwards? It might not be like a clear translation thing. Like, hey, this isn't. Yeah. Because like, I remember like at one point, Invisible was flashing on screen when they're saying that they couldn't get a hold of like Endeavor's team. Like Invisible isn't the correct term there. It's like unavailable or something like that. So I think it might just kind of be a little bit of a translation thing here and an actual Japanese and might make a little bit more sense. Like, hey, you're approved to do this thing instead of saying it's illegal, but do it anyways. Like it might just kind of be that because it does seem silly um, for that to be something specifically mentioned here. Well, like putting somebody to sleep is also like the same terminology you use for euthanasia. You know what I mean? Like, so that because Dave commented a number of times, like, hey, we can't stop him with strength. We need to use something else. It would not surprise me at this point with how this this season's going that they're mm. like, we just need to euthanize this motherfucker because he is unstoppable, right? So, but just to, just to go a bit into like a, like a medication meta like discussion there, the amount of like euthanasia you'd need for somebody that big with that much muscle tone and everything like that, like an absurd amount, an absurd gallons. amount, like gallons. Yeah. Well, so I mean, unless like, unless those are like can... a little jug of milk, like yeah, those are decent sized things. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were they were they were hefty. I mean, yeah. So twenty of those at someone, I think it should at least slow them down. The, didn't they? They commented on him like being like twenty five, like twenty five. He's know. like yeah. a mountain. He's literally like a mountain. Yeah, I don't know if one canister of like I guess well, they made like she made a ton of anthrax. But like, okay, on top of that, Momo can just create anthrax like <laughs> like well, no, of- yeah because she we know that she has to have knowledge of the thing to make it so that means like was there a moment off screen then of like midnight being like here here's how to make my special juice oh, like God, remember don't it. Say it that way please don't say it that way you said that on purpose and you know it what else would I... you call it uh or, like, yeah, okay just just on top of that really quick just not not building on the weird part but it it is really weird for a, a hero like midnight who uses basically sedation as her quirk to like um almost like caution somebody else against using the exact same thing just not in a quirk form like that's really weird to me too cuz it is essentially uh, the same thing if it is the desire to like basically sedate somebody vice well uh, i i think the context also is like midnight is a one of the, like the top heroes who knows how to properly use it and so That's the true. fact of like giving this yeah. thing to like a kid who doesn't know it's like okay this is this is dangerous but like we're in a point where we need to do this regardless because midnight like, knows exactly what will happen when someone takes in her that we have mm, no idea what will happen when this is being used because it, it, it's completely kind of different yeah because Mid- midnight puts people to sleep but in the wrong hands like you were saying this could just euthanize them completely which in a norm- normal circumstance they wouldn't want to just kill a villain outright yeah, yeah. that's true I, mean, I think that should change I, think I, 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 I do have one more thing on this of like i think this is the so i think my hero hits this certain like beat of um a character has a problem like a character problem they have growth and show how they do that and then they follow it up in a real life situation to underscore that growth. And I think they do this with every single character. Bakugo, really, really good example, right? He doesn't know how to like act like a team player during um, during the the class one A versus one B. It shows that he can be a team player in a in a controlled setting, and then follows that up in a real life situation of him commanding the battlefield, kind of being a team player. 
And I think that's what you're doing with Momo right now of like, Momo was very indecisive, didn't really know how to lead and actually take charge. So she's always frozen. Um, they underscore her ability to make decisions in the class 1A versus 1B fight. And then here is the final example in real, like a real life circumstance of where she's able to show that and be like, no, I can make these situations, even if it is like a real life, like life or death situation. Uh, and I, I, I've noticed that a couple times with a lot of character growth in my hero, and I really like that style. Yeah, I love that. Par- I love that parallel. And that's such a really good call. It's a good, a good way to do it too. Especially, I mean, that's how things should be. It should be, you realize where you're weak in school, you study in school to get better at it, then you use the real school. I mean, it kind of shows that hero school actually is somewhat effective. Actually does something. Yeah, yeah, and and not to not to latch onto community ter- terminology too too much. Um, but I think this is what prevents, uh, as everyone calls, ass pulls, right? Of like, it's not like, I, I grew out of nowhere. Here's how I grew as a character. And instead, it's like, oh, no, this is what we expect at this point from Momo. Or this is what we expect from Bakugo now. Yeah. yeah. You actually have, like, something tangible to, like, kind of pull back from, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But I think that's a great point to end on. And we have one last thing we need to do before wrapping up. That's going to be the Plus Ultra Rewards. Each every episode, we decide one character that went beyond that went plus ultra. Dylan, you were gone last week, which means you get to lead this week. Uh, all right, I'm I'm ready to. I'm gonna piss James off no. so bad. Uh, I'm gonna make him so upset because uh, obviously it is obvious to me. And if you choose anyone else, I just don't. I just don't understand why you could choose anyone else. It's our main character Deku, of course. Of course, he went plus ultra. He, he he was at the moment of where everyone's like, listen, man, you need to get the hell out of here. You need to run away. And he went, yep. You know what the best thing I could be doing right now is? Is jumping right in front of Shigaraki. Jumping right in front of him and saving my teacher. What a cool Ugh. dude. Not only a cool dude, but like, what an amazing mind to understand that actually the best thing for him to do would be to save Aizawa. Because clearly, he's the only thing keeping us from not dying from Shigaraki. Damn, I love our main character right now. <sighs> Christ's sakes. I don't like the sarcasm in his voice. Uh, but he's not like he's not wrong. That's the worst part. Like he's really not. Like find somebody who else who did more shit this episode. Like I yeah, I was gonna give it to Aizawa for just like always bringing a knife, but like yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be Deku, man. Deku like it, it like it really is. Especially with um just knowing how like in- incredibly outclassed he is. I think like I, you can tell he's very very aware that Shigaraki is like several cuts above of him right now. Um, so I yeah you gotta you gotta give it to him. You just gotta. Nah, bitch is short sighted and blinded by love. The worst thing he could possibly think of is Aizawa dying. Like not his quirk being taken and the entire world ending. Like bro, like I I agree. Like jumping in and saving him in their there was the right move. I don't disagree with that. But the fact that the, the worst thing you can possibly imagine happening is Aizawa dying is not correct. No, no, it is correct because Aizawa dying means his quirk no. will get taken. That's the, no, that's no, the no. line. That's the line. Yeah, but that is going to have to be de- dealt with quickly because that cannot Who? be... Who do you the think? rest you of think? the My Hero Academia story cannot be... If Aizawa's not there, we lose. That has to be broken very quickly or that gets to be very boring. It is going to be Mount Lady. She That's literally bad. is going up against a mountain trying to hold her back. And then literally after getting her ass beat is now literally holding on and just being smacked in the face by trees and just doing everything she can, literally throwing life and limb 
to show, slow him down even a little bit when clearly she stands no chance and she could be burned alive at any moment. So I agree, Deku did the right thing, but Mount Lady is the one who really is about to kill herself to stop something even though she can't win. What fucking world am I living in when Andrew picks Mount Lady and Dylan picks Deku? Like where? <laughs> that, that, that is definitely. <laughs> okay, li li listen, somebody like Mount Lady holding on to Makia I wouldn't say that's impressive. I could do that with you, Andrew. You're you're much bigger. I can hold on to your like you can drag me through the streets. You wouldn't call that impressive in plus ultra. <laughs> Alright, fair. Alright, that's all we're gonna have for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to go to youtube.com slash class one A for all for other my hero and anime content. Otherwise, we will be back next Saturday for episode seven of season six. See you all then.